A Pacific political candidate has set his sights on a young Pacific vote in the upcoming New Zealand elections. After losing the Auckland mayoral race, a former Labour councillor for Anana Efeso Collins has swapped sides and is now a Green Party candidate. Standing for the Panmu Otahuhu electorate, which has been a safe seat for Labour, Fa'anana hopes his move to the Green Party would win the Pacifica voters. Elisha Foon spoke with Fa'anana about his ambitions ahead of the elections. And one of the things that I was challenged with when I was the Labour Party councillor was some of the backlash I got with some of the votes I did. You know, I was the only person that voted against the $134 million for the America's Cup, the regional fuel tax, because that had a huge impact on poorer communities. And I want the community to know that I'm going to put them first, irrespective of the party I'm in. And the Greens gives me the opportunity to speak boldly on the things I'm passionate about. So I've enjoyed uh, the move over and I'm enjoying the conversations that we have because... I think there's a lot of young people in particular who are really keen on climate justice and climate action, and that's where their particular focus is. So for those young people, they've now got someone to use as as an excuse at home when they say, well, look at FSO mum and dad, he's gone to the Greens. That means it validates their vote for the Greens. Right. So what are you passionate about this coming election? Obviously, climate change is is, um, forefront of mind for a lot of people and young people. Yeah, climate change is a big one, especially for our young people. Everyone in schools is talking about it. We've got a lot of university students and young people through youth groups. The other thing is cost of living. And people, Pamela Otahu has the highest number of renters in the country. And we know that they're paying exorbitant rents at the moment. We also know that the government is funding $2.4 billion, transferring our taxpayer money into rents. That means that landlords are making heaps of money out of this. So as long as our people are renting, they're never going to access homes that they will own. A lot of those rental properties need a warrant of fitness check and a lot of them are lifting rents all the time. So those are the big issues for our families. And if 70% of your income is going towards rent, it means you cannot survive. It's close to impossible to survive and those are the key issues for me. Let's dig into housing a little bit because that's that's a big issue for a lot of our families, multi-generational. Um, do you believe that the quality of housing that we have in Aotearoa, New Zealand, is sufficient for our Pacific communities? No, I don't think we've done enough research in making sure that it suits us. You know, the data tells us that for Pacific families, we have about 4.6 per. Um, children per per family which is well above the median rate so we've got to look at the intergenerational aspect of our families that you've touched on we want our grandparents to live with us we're much more the village approach to family living and we've got to have universal design we know that a lot of our older families need wheelchair access need lower sinks in the kitchen all of those things we need to be thinking about and I don't think we've given it enough thought and we've got a lot of housing development that's going on but it's not fast enough and we've got to make sure that big families these large families are able to stay together and you know there's a whole lot of gentrification that's going on and that's causing huge anxiety in the community too because you might have to leave your state house you don't know if you'll be able to come back and kaying order whilst they're doing their best to build i'm not sure that their connection with the community is that strong so we've got to do better around housing mm. talk to me about how voting green could help that 
Yeah, well, we've got a, a renter's pledge that we've, or a bill that we'd like to see to put a 3% cap on rentals per year to make sure that we increase the number of uh, houses that we're building. We can achieve that and get the 24,000 people on waiting lists off that waiting list in the next five years. How many more houses? I think we've got, we're looking at about 5,000 houses a year. That's what our commitment is. And I think it's really possible. And the mixed tenure is also important. I live in an apartment complex which has got uh, social housing. You know, it's that mixed housing, private ownership. So when you're creating those kinds of communities, you've got different people coming into the community. And people have got somewhere to stay long term. We're not taking people away from a house every two or three years, which means they're changing schools. So we can do better with housing. And you know, we've offered the income guarantee, which means that we're going to have families with much more money and it's going to be provided for by wealth tax but what we need is for people to understand that we've got to be people we've got to be collaborative in our approach we can't just be greedy and I've got this sneaky suspicion that we're a little bit greedy we only want it for ourselves and we hoard what we've got to do is learn how to share better now you've been door knocking you've been speaking you know to a lot of different community members and um you're you're well known in this space um, and so I want to know what are some of the main needs and issues that people are raising ahead of the election? Yeah, on the doors when we're out there knocking, a range of, of issues. One has been crime in the community. Uh, lots of parents are talking about seeing their children get through school and go on to retreat, achieve their dreams. Cost of living has been big, rental prices, the ability to stay in one place, and that has an impact. You know, When you've got the stability of housing, it has an impact on where you build your community and what schools you're able to go to. But the other thing, I, I have a long con- often have long conversations with people about what their dreams are for their children. I get this sneaky suspicion that there's some parents that feel a little deflated, they feel a little bit uh, neglected by the world, but they're, they're hopeful that their kids will be able to take on their aspirations. And that's the part of the door knocking that often saddens me because I've got young children, I want to see them flourish and do well and get to school, but I get a real sense in my heart when I'm talking with parents that they're not as hopeful given the situations they find themselves in. So I think this has got to be an election about hope. It's got to be about what we can do for each other and that's what gives me the drive to keep going but it's definitely something I'm picking up at the doors. It's well known that a lot of our Pacific communities uh, vote Labour <laughs> and speaking to some community leaders over the past uh, couple of weeks they've told me that uh, there's still faith in the party but people are feeling a little disillusioned and there is some doubt people are questioning things. Um, how would you rate the last six years of Labour government and um, why do you think people may be feeling that way? Yeah, I think when when you look back to to issues like COVID, I think the Labour government did extremely well. They were able to protect us, they saved thousands of lives. But since then, we have, you know, with 65 MPs in the House, we haven't seen the kind of major transformational changes that they said they'd make. They said that climate change was their nuclear-free moment, and very little has been done. We've only recently got targets for different departments, uh, through the Greens, different departments, to set climate change targets. So I think they could have been way more transformational. I'll, I'll give them a five or a six. But that's why I'm with the Greens, because with the Greens in Parliament, we're able to really set the 
direction of the next term of parliament, hopefully of the next term of government. And that's going to be a major difference. And as you say, a lot of our Pasuika families are entrenched in Labour. I'm still having uh, a few interesting conversations with my mother, who's struggling to, to just get over the edge. She said, oh, I'm happy to give you my candidate vote, but I'm still struggling with the, with the party vote. But this is good because what we're seeing is a bit of a delineation between the generations, where mum's generation is still pretty much committed to Labour, and the younger generation are voting for climate and climate justice. And that's where I think we've got a lot more impetus in reaching them. So I think we've got this clear-cut thing at the moment. It's just warming people, bridging that uh, conversation. Yeah.